Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, bringing you episode 64 of the podcast. With the premiere of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on Disney XD on September 26, we have an interview with Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Gamora. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code WOMANOFMARBLE at the checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Now on to Vanessa. Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, and I'm bringing you today... Vanessa Marshall. I play Gamora on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on Disney XD. Yay! Yay. And also, we are sitting in the recording studio that you are about to record your final session. Yep, this is where the magic happens. This is actually really exciting. I've never been in a recording studio before. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like uh, New York City is different, really different. Marvel offices are much more casual. Like uh, you know, they're offices, basically. That's great. And so, as someone who like does a podcast, <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is like the best like recording space to yeah, do this. this There's this no like, studio is amazing. No background noise. And <laughs> and you've done multiple voices for Marvel before. You've been uh, you've been Black Widow, right? That's you've right. done Mary Jane. Uh huh. So Gamora is a little different. She's still a feisty character. Yeah. But she's like, she's also, she's got something more to her. Well, I, I find her to be so physically powerful. Obviously, she's an assassin and all that. But um, there is a softening to her that occurs, I think, in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is not necessarily um, her becoming weaker. One associates softness with weakness. It's actually a strength that grows from her uh, seeking redemption. And I really think that we all believe in second chances. And so you sort of get to see her right the wrongs of her past that are born out of the violence from her childhood. Um, whereas some of the other characters that I've played, obviously they have rich histories and, you know, Black Widow has one heck of a history. Yeah. Um, and Mary Jane's childhood wasn't exactly fantastic. But um, for the most part within the narrative, we see her actively seeking redemption. So that's kind of unique. I, I will say that, you know, we, we talk about this on our podcast a lot, about Marvel being a lot of our characters are, are sort of flawed, right? Mm. We have a lot of villains that are now trying to be better. Yeah. That they found, you know, they're learning from their mistakes, that the, the things that in their past are, are, are what makes them interesting characters. And exactly. And Gamora is certainly Absolutely. so much of that. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. And, yeah. and she's green, so that's exciting. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you get to play Gamora without getting into makeup for I know. four hours every day. That's I pretty know. exciting. Zoe, God bless her. That must have been <laughs> so much fun. The movie was awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Like the prosthetic makeup. It, just, oh, it was so brilliant. Good. Drax, out of control. Yeah. So, yeah. so when obviously you're you're playing a character with your boys, how do you sort of get into character? What's like your process as you gear up for this? Well, um, when we auditioned for it, it was called something else or it was sort of um, under wraps and we had to sign NDAs. So I had no idea what I was doing. But what I have learned in terms of auditioning is that you want to create a soundscape that demonstrates the abilities of, say, a, a very active superhero, someone who is lethal and has dimension. So within my audition, I created that and hoped that that would somehow you know, land appropriately. And in fact, it did. And the movie hadn't even come out when we were told what 
we actually booked. Yeah. And that was astonishing. It was very weird to know that in advance of the movie coming out. And then, of course, going to see the movie about 10,000 times in the theater. <laughs> um, just it, it blew my mind to know that sort of on the other end of this, I was going to be playing something. Um, but I think at that point, I started to listen more to Zoe's performance. And what I really loved about her is how naive she actually is for someone who's that strong. You know, when he puts the earphones on her head, she is so curious that she really is an alien race that she's learning about humans. <laughs> and um, there was something really charming about that. So I think that added another dimension to um her character for me when I then came in here and tried to play her, knowing that she's always learning. Well, also, she's this feisty woman mm -hmm. amongst all these boys. Yep. Uh, you're part of this, like, bro club, but a, a, a group totally. of characters that, obviously, one of them is a tree. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> one, another one's a raccoon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it is fun. Um, I don't have brothers or sisters, but I'm uh, generally in dude mode, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm such a dude. Like, I, Will looked over at me at one point, and I think I was sitting sort of like a dude, and he said, you're kind of like an eight-year-old boy, aren't you? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. I, uh, yeah. So anyway, we get along really well, and gender is never really an issue in here. Obviously, you've got yeah, a raccoon yeah. and a tree, yeah. so <laughs> kind of gender falls by the wayside. Also, like you guys, I mean, obviously, listening at home, you don't realize, but they're all, they're all recording together. Yeah. You know, as someone who doesn't really do much with this side of the world. Sure. It's, it's amazing that you guys all get to interact with each other as you're recording. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, we've... Uh, <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson, who plays Groot, he'll suddenly go into a Herbie Hancock riff, i.e. And then I start locking and popping and doing like robotics. And then suddenly the entire cast goes. And then sometimes we break into uh, the soundtrack for the movie and it's game over. Uh, we actually do get a lot of work done. But um, <laughs> in between things, there's a lot of singing and dancing and sort of weird. We're like a motley clown troop yeah <laughs> we sort of finish each other's sentences which i think translates ultimately in the performance of the show there's a lot of love yeah and, i mean uh, the, the guardians yeah. are a family a team yeah. they're not just a group of superheroes coming to, they're a, a group coming together and and facing foes together you're and, right and you know i'm not the greatest dancer but I, I have heart so yeah it's a little bit like the characters they're not the greatest I believe in the uh, movie trailer, he's like, what a bunch of a-holes. You know? <laughs> As they're all walking forward, they're sort of adjusting their jeans. And yeah. there, there's something uh, very relatable with these people and I think also with us. Yeah. There, there are no haters and none of us have airs of pretension. We are just grateful to have a job. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, listening to times. you to the like the group of you guys sort of like like reuniting in the in the yeah. like cafeteria, just hanging out, chit chatting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sounds it's it sounds like it sounds like you guys would be a great group of people to party with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And for <laughs> for whatever reason, I don't have children, but my purse, I am always hungry. And so <laughs> I have in my purse any anything you can think of. It's like a magic purse. There are, you know, I supply them with turkey jerky, protein bars. I've got chips. I've got rice cakes. Wow, you are prepared. Uh, yeah, I basically cater the event. <laughs> like, what if there's no food? And of course, the lobby couldn't have more food. There's so much food here. I know. There's like water. There's like 
there's a Keurig, but then there's a regular coffee. No, it's epic out there. It's like a, my dream come true. So I really don't even need my purse is what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> at least in here, we're, you know you're prepared. We're just covered. In case, yeah. Just in case you guys get on a battleship somewhere in the middle <laughs> of the galaxy and you ran out of food, you've got your purse. It's a party. <laughs> A quick break before we get back to Vanessa. It's quite possible that you're listening to this podcast on your mobile device. You know what also works beautifully on mobile? Your own Squarespace website. If you're a photographer, cosplayer, graphic designer, or even voice actor, look to Squarespace to create a stunning website with their easy tools and support. Plus, the knowledge that your content is secure, as Squarespace provides the best security and stability around. Millions of folks already use Squarespace for their professional needs or just for fun. So join up today with plans starting at $8 a month. And you can get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code WOMANOFMARBLE to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Now back to Vanessa. I will say, okay, I'm a little fascinated with like voice actors. How did you get started? What made you want to do this? Well, it's interesting. I uh, was doing stand-up comedy, and I was doing sketch comedy. Uh, I had gone to drama school uh, for three years at NYU. I majored in English at Princeton, so it's my first language, and I can read it out loud. Congratulations, <laughs> Vanessa. Um, but uh, I did a one-woman show where I played 13 different characters, sort of like a Lily Tomlin, Tomlin uh, type of show, and an agent saw me in that and said, you know, you really should try voiceover and animation in particular. And so I went in and I read for her and I was pretty horrible, but she asked me to do uh, just to riff as a bunch of different voices. And I think I busted out like 50 different weird voices, like one line for each. And I looked up and her jaw dropped and most of the agents agreed that I was terrible, except there was something really zany with all the voices that I did that I just might work. So they, t- <laughs> they, they took a chance on me. That was back in uh, 1997. And I took a ton of classes. I still take classes. Um, I love learning and researching and discovering what's going on and what's new because there's so many uh, new forms of media and there's always more to learn. Yeah. Um, but uh, I booked my first cartoon. I played Irwin in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. He's a small African-American boy. <laughs> wow. So, you know, kicking it off, crossing gender and racial lines. Yeah. It uh, was pretty epic. And then uh, the work, uh, after about two years, I started booking more solidly. And um, I, like I said, I just keep learning. And this role has just been so much fun. Kind of the cherry on top. Video game stuff, which which is a little different. Of like, obviously, it's not a it's it's not like a set sort of like animated script, but it's still a script. How different is that? Well, video games are usually recorded alone. So uh, when I did Olga for Metal Gear Solid, I was by myself. Um, With that in particular, actually, Konami already had the game in Japanese, so we actually did ADR or. Uh, post, I worked with Quentin Flynn and David Hayter and some of those people when we had scenes, we had to literally just record over uh, the Japanese uh, lines that were on screen. So we did work together in that capacity. But for SOCOM, uh, I play the person who gives the soldier all their orders. And I was in a room by myself for like a week reading orders, you know, go get the uranium cake or, you know, whatever it was. (laughs) Um, But uh, it can be a bit more lonely and you have to use your imagination more and there's no one to work off of and yeah 
um, when I played Jan Ors in uh, the Star Wars um, game, that too, I was by myself. And she's one of the pivotal characters. And strangely, I did it all by myself. But the cool thing is when I see them online, when I Google them, because I'm yeah. I, ambidextrous would not be my description. <laughs> I am horrible with a gaming device. I have my friends over to play so I can watch <laughs> what it looks like. Or I Google it and watch yeah. the YouTube video. But it's amazing how we actually seem to interact so well. The one game I'd really love to see is Mass Effect because I did that yeah. and I don't know what it looks like. I, I actually, my friends have said, if I learn, I'll never leave the house. But <laughs> yes, I will say I have a, a huge group of friends back in New York that are all Mass Effect fans. Oh, like, really? They're like obsessed with it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah they, we have uh, actually one of the, uh, the, the guy who does Shepard is a big customer. Oh, nice. So he always is like showing up to the Marvel shoots at Dragon Con. Nice. These... I'll be at Dragon Con. Oh, will you? Yes, I will. Okay. Is this your first year going to This Dragon is my Con? first Dragon Con. Oh, welcome to the insanity. I I can't wait. <laughs> yes, I'm going back to New York Comic Con. Oh, that's yeah, exciting. I nerd out on the floor. Yes. I know. When I came in, you said that you knew my cosplay. I was like, so oh, yeah, did it. Oh, you're, you're like legendary, man. <laughs> yeah, no, completely. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Well, thank you. I, yeah. mean, it's, uh, I think it's one thing when the, the cosplayers see the people out there that see that like these guys up above us, right? Are you kidding? That notice oh. our stuff is so amazing. Yeah. I see it. I tweet it. I retweet it. I love it. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we could do something at Dragon Con. Uh, Dragon Con's like a con I go and I cover, and I'm there for Marvel. Oh, but it's we'll all have about to. cosplaying costuming. Oh, yes. We please. have this huge group shoot. Last year, we had over 500 people no in way. Marvel costume shows. Awesome. In the hot Atlanta sun outside. Oh, how fun. It is, it's pretty amazing. And uh, the costumes and just everything, it's it's great. So I'm excited. Anyone who's out there, if you guys want to go to a con and you like costumes, and maybe older than 21. You should look into Dragon Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good idea. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, they're actually pretty great for kids. So if you, if you do have children or you have, you're a teenager, just be aware at night. It's a little crazy. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice for young voice actors out there? Yeah, I do, actually. I would say take classes, um, much like I just said, then take another class and another one. Because I find that the people who... Uh, tend to have the long running careers are people who stay nimble and in shape. So it's not an insult like, oh, you need to go take class before you can do this. I think kind of like golf, uh, Tiger Woods pro practices and it's the game gets better as you do it more. Uh, I would say that voiceover is the same. I would also say develop outside interests, hobbies, things that um, fill you naturally with joy and some sort of intangible essence that you'll bring to the microphone that's really special and unique to your life experience. I've also found that people who only focus on the work, it's dry and it doesn't sparkle. And I think when buyers hear something in someone's voice that sounds interesting because it's specific to them, um, whatever one might do, journaling, um, uh, crafting, I don't know, cosplaying. No, you know, that is it, such amazing advice. Can I tell you? Yeah. I tell people that the the thing that like I obviously I've worked at Marvel for a very long time. Sure, it's been almost ten years, and th there there are points where like any job can suck you dry. Totally. But what I do is I go do sports or I do cosplay or, yeah. I, do, or I travel. What sports do you do? Um, I, I do triathlons. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm a little... Go big or go I'm home. An, That's I'm awesome. I'm an overachiever. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm doing the New York Tri in two weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm a little scared. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think that that is... That I always, in job interviews, when I'm interviewing like people, I always say, what, is, what do you do for fun? See, that is a great question. I think that's... 
ask yourself that every day and at least try to do one thing because I think it, it really does translate. People want to work with people who make them feel good at the yeah. end of the day yeah. because there's so many talented people who can very well do these jobs. And I think when you bring um, that energy to the microphone, that is going to transcend any class you could ever take. So uh, Yeah. And you never know who you're going to meet no, in these yeah, different worlds. So. Definitely. Uh, the, like the I I had picked up Ariel for a short period of time nice. over the winter. And it was nice. really fun. Cool. And I met all these stunt actors. Nice. So I learned this learned about this small tight knit community of people. Oh yeah. And and like they are they live in this other weird world. Mm-hmm. And you and I think that that is these little things that I like to do. I mean New York New York and L A were definitely spoiled. Yeah, by we have a lot of what options. we can do. Yeah. So, but you know if you're if you're you know in the middle of nowhere in Michigan or wherever you are, mm-hmm. you can definitely do things. And and uh, social media is really important. Do you have a Twitter or anything like that? Yes, I do. Um, I'm on Twitter at Van. Marshall and um, I'm always on there tweeting about this that and the other thing totally nerding out fangirl flailing um, and uh, you I have a website vanessamarshall.com that sort of basically deals with my voiceover not my nerd activity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I, I also box and do MMA stuff so I'll often tweet stuff about Ronda Rousey she's amazing Yes, God, agreed. I love her. Agreed. She's so she cool. is amazing. Yeah, talk about Wasn't discipline. Wasn't she in the final, fan, the most recent uh, Fast and Furious movie? That is what I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, yes. so I I need to check that out for sure. She's yeah. my higher power. I just yeah, think she's, she's the best. I'm, yeah. I'm all about female athletes. So. You know, one thing I noticed last night in um, the Marvel, I have like all these encyclopedias with Marvel characters, and I was just thumbing through them. A lot of the women, uh, their weights are not like. 110 and 105 they're like 5 8 and 170 pounds that's awesome yeah you know what i mean that's well, you can't they're be, real women yeah no, dude that, that's yeah. muscle baby yeah well you can't yeah. like you can't punch a punch a, a villain super villain yeah man you don't have a little a little right. muscle on oh yeah yeah so uh Rhonda, her book that she uh just released she speaks about her body image and sort of accepting herself and being totally for real and there's a a strong movement of that going on online. So I'm grateful to be playing a character who in the encyclopedia, Gamora is six feet and 170 pounds. That's not a small woman. No, I love it. I think no. that's awesome. Yeah. That's, she's that's strong. Amazing. So I've never looked yeah. that up before. That's nice yeah. to know. Yeah, dude. Marvel. It's like killing it with the real weights, you know, like on people's driver's license, they put their goal weight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Marvel puts the real weight. I like it. That's what I have my real weight on mine. Well, I, I will say that. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, no, exactly. As an athlete, like, yeah, dude. as long as I can run six miles, we're I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. As long as I'm you, how you. many, how many people can you punch? There we go. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> Look at my pistoles, my <laughs> biceps. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy is on Disney XD. There are two episodes at the world premiere. It's a one hour premiere on, uh, on September 26th on Disney XD. So Put that in your calendar, September 26, guys. You're going to want to watch this two episodes, uh, and then you've got even more coming on Disney XD after that. So we're so excited to have you on this, Vanessa. Thank you so you much. It's amazing. an honor. This You're amazing. Thank you so, so much. Cool. So we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. 
Thanks to Vanessa for joining us, and as always, thanks for listening. If you have questions for us, please email us at womanof at marvel.com or tweet us at marvel, hashtag womanofmarvel. Next week, we'll be bringing you another Marvel method. And mark your calendars for the Women of Marvel panel at New York Comic Con on Sunday, October 11th at 1.30 p.m. in room 1A06. Plus, look for updates about the Black Widow Forever Red book tour with Margaret Stoll and including myself and Adri. We will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.